You're listening to the Sprues and Brews podcast, your weekly podcast looking at all things Warhammer. Hello and welcome to episode 146 of the Sprues and Brews podcast. My name is Dave and I'm joined once again this week by Matt. Hello, how are we doing? Not too bad. No Jay this week. Unfortunately, he's uh, otherwise engaged. Yeah, just the two of us, I'm afraid. I think he's got lots of his kids running around him, so uh, not not great for podcast recording. So Jay, Jay will be back next week, I'm sure. But there's no Never. less hobby this week, is there, Dave? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. So um, this week, our main segment is going to concentrate on yet another Warhammer preview. Honestly, these things are like coming so thick and fast now. Um, but we had another one on Saturday. Uh, hosted again by Adam and by Eddie. This one concentrated on the Octarius system in Warhammer 40,000. So we've had quite a bit of Age of Sigmar just recently. So it was actually nice, wasn't it, to have a bit of 40k for a change? It was, because like we've been saying on the podcast, it's been very AOS-focused, uh, you know, as you'd expect with uh, with Dominion and everything out. But, uh, yeah. yeah, it's good to, to dip back into the grim darkness of the far future. It is, and there was some really tasty stuff. I know we say this every time there's a preview, but honestly... There was some really tasty stuff, which we're going to discuss later on. And keeping it preview flavoured, we're going to be talking about in our in our top three this week, our favourite three, I'll get my words out, our favourite three things from the last two previews. So from the Dominion Day preview um, and the Octarius one. So our, our fr- overall, our top three reveals from those two shows. Um, so that's pretty exciting. We've also got the community top three towards the end of the show as well. And of course, all the latest news. But before we delve into all of that, let's talk about what we've been doing in the hobby this week, Matt. So what have you been up to? So, well, I mean, it's it, I, really a lot of my time this week has been writing our uh, review of Warzone Charidon, Act 2, The Book of Fire, and Amidst the Ashes. So we're going to cover these on the show this week, but with the preview being a biggie, I think we're going to focus on the on the preview, and then you never know, we might throw in a, a little review of these uh, next week. There is a full review up on the website, though, and on YouTube as well. So it's all out there if you want to know all the details. If you like narrative stuff and Crusade, pick them up, because they're really cool. Um, Model-wise, I finished my Start Collecting Chaos Space Marine box. So happy with how they turned out, Dave. Yeah, they look so good. Word bearers, aren't they? Word bearers, yeah. So it's a dead, dead easy scheme, really. Spray them silver, uh, basilicarum grey, in like a controlled manner over them to get a smooth coat. And then uh, flesh terrors red over the panels again, kind of uh, yeah, do, using it like a felt tip pen rather than like a wash or something. And it turned out so well. I reckon you could do quite a few cool metallic space marine armour using that. You know, greens, blues, there's quite a few different things you could you could do. You know, you could even go ultramarines, metallic blue rather than the kind of like standard colour scheme. Blue, yeah. Yeah. yeah so, it, turns, it turned out really nice and, and filling in those gaps between all those trims makes painting chaos space means a lot easier as well. Oh, it does. It absolutely does. So, yeah, so they, they, they were really fun to paint. And I've got a load more Chaos Space Marines to paint. However, there's lots of stuff happening in the near future. So I've got to prioritise my painting. <laughs> and with the Orcs on the horizon, as we'll talk about in a little bit, I've had Gazgore Thracker sat in a box <laughs> for probably about a year now. And I've not I've not I've kind of been putting him off because, you know, he's a big model. You want to do him justice. And uh, yeah, I was kind of waiting for 
a new book book to come out so i knew what to do detachment wise because there's some like mega knobs and knobs and stuff in there as well and i thought you know what gazgore's going to be in the classic color scheme and then i might paint some knobs and stuff with him in the classic color scheme i think orcs you don't really need that unified look across the army do you you can have the different sub factions working on there and in in a game i would I'm, i'm not one to kind of fudge the colour schemes to match the rules I'd just be like okay they're goths the red ones are evil sons and just go with whatever they painted because A it's easier to just glance at the table and know what's what and B mm. I kind of think an orc army looks cool with these different sub-factions all coming together under Gazgore's banner so definitely very orky definitely very mm. orky yeah so he's I've uh, did a couple of hours last night and a little bit today I'm hoping after the podcast to get all the silver done and then really he's nearly there so I reckon by the end of the week I should have Gasgor done uh, again really enjoying painting him as well you're doing an absolutely fantastic job I've been watching your work in progress shots that you've, you've shared on social media and in our private groups and he looks so so good and I think I think um, with big models like that um, you kind of need the sometimes you need that inspiration of a new book to kind of fire you up to want to paint him because like you say you've had him for about a year but you know obviously the new book being on the horizon that's really kind of motivated you to get him out getting built and getting painted yeah exactly um what i would say if you're painting him put them into assemblies take the, the there's like a, a jaw on the front of it that obscures a lot of the face so leave that separate and then his arms you can build them so you can just like slot them back into the body and it oh. just makes it a lot easier to get back into that detail you, you'll need to glue them but you know you, you, it's easy to leave them off as a sub-assembly oh, just to make really things good. a lot easier to get into the, the pipes you just need to work make sure that they're in the right position so they snap back into it when it's done but if you built it all, you'd really struggle to get your paintbrush in a few paint places on this one, especially with all that black armour. You wouldn't want to accidentally knock some of that because, uh, yeah, you'd be a little frustrated, I imagine. <laughs> it's, it's a model I look at and I'm like, I really want to own that. Maybe one day. I mean, we'll talk about it later on, but I nearly caved and it could have meant getting Gasgall sooner rather than later. <laughs> but it's definitely a model that I, I want to pick up at some point. Cause it's such a, I had the, 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 the previous one, the metal one, when I used to have orc army um quite a few years ago uh and he was really fun it always used to frustrate me that the fact that he was so slow and you had to uh, i think when you moved with him you had to roll a d6 uh, and so he could move really slow was that, was that when he i can't remember now yeah that was it slow and purposeful was it yeah, yeah it was in the old like edition that. not that it's a competition or anything but i had the original metal one that's probably smaller than a primary <laughs> now but it did come with makari in his original <laughs> incarnation uh, i don't know who that model is it was it's one of the first models i ever painted and the paint job wasn't great i used humbrol mm-hmm. kind of gloss paints mm-hmm. to do him mm-hmm. it's probably kicking around the house somewhere yeah if uh, i can find gotta, pictures up yeah you've got to find him and put them on social media absolutely excellent well um i've i've done a little bit less painting this week and um, i'll be honest I, I was struggling my back over the weekend which didn't make for great comfortable painting um however i have finished my first five clan rats and i've started on another five clan rats Um, i'm hoping to get those done in the next one it's really quick and easy the scheme that i'm doing for them i'm gonna have to paint eventually i mean I'm, i've only got to paint 20 for my first part of my path to glory but eventually i'm probably gonna have to paint like 60 or 80 of these rats so i don't want to go too over the top with the painting but um the scheme i've got is really quick and um, it matches the the characters that i've painted already 
Um, and honestly, Matt, I just can't wait to get these on the battlefield. I can't wait to have a game with this game. And... I think they look really good, Dave. I think they're some of your best models. They look really Thank neat. You. And consider, like you say, considering you've got like hundreds of them in your army, you don't want to be spending like weeks painting them, do you? No, no absolutely not. So, um, yeah, I'm hoping to get um, to have 10 ready for the weekend and then hopefully give me another week and I'll have um, a, a Skaven army, my path to glory to start off because I don't think the Storm Fiends will take me very long. There's only three of those. They are bigger models, but I do generally get on really well with painting bigger stuff. So um, that 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 should be fun. And that's, I mean, hobby wise, that's that's really me this um, week. I think I'm trying to think if I've missed something. I've been well, so tempted to build the Stormcast from Dominion, but I've I've managed to resist. I need to I need to get my Skaven done first. Oh, uh, you, you know, I I I about building and painting Gazgor. I think I'd mentioned like I think we last time we we chatted mm. about oh we've we've got the Beast Snagger box on the horizon, so we could really do with building Gazgor ready for for that to come out. And I I've, I really enjoyed doing the Care Space Marines. I wanted to build a load of Care Space Marines and work on them. I really enjoyed painting the Stormcast. I wanted to reinforce <laughs> them because I've got enough models now to get some big units. And obviously with the Orc hype at the minute, I wanted to build some Cruel Boys because I haven't painted any of those yeah. yet. So. And it's, I've got demons on my shelf. There's so much stuff I want to paint at the minute, Dave. There, there is. There, there honestly is. Like, I, I, you know, we've been talking in our sort of private sort of groups that we have. We've been talking a lot about 40k after um, the, the Octarius reveals. That was making me, even though obviously we, we saw a different flavour of Imperial Guard this week. It actually kind of fired me up to paint some Cadians as well. But I was like, no, I can't I can't distract myself. I need to get the Skaven done before I do anything else. And then as I was sorting some stuff out in my room, I came across Kragnos. How have I not even how have I not even built Kragnos yet? Oh, so uh, yeah. yeah, so much to do. There, there's there's so much to do. I definitely need to take a week off work or something to to catch up and and, well, and get a lot of painting done. I, I didn't tell you. I don't think I told you guys, but the um the water guild for Necromunda arrived the other day as well. And they are so cool up? models. I did, yeah. Oh. Um, and I've really, and uh, we've been talking about doing a Necromunda campaign for ages. And I think, oh. you know, with these with these Saturday streams that we've been doing, I yeah. think we could easily get some games of Necromunda yeah. on the go. Uh, and you know what? Actually, that that's that's another project. In obviously, we do a lot with the Purple Sparkle Unicorns. A couple of those are talking about a bit of a, a Necromunda kind of themed, maybe I don't know, afternoon or day or tournament or something. Um, and I've got some more locks that I need to, to paint. So that's something else that's in the queue that, I mean, they, they shouldn't really, they should only be like a week or something because it's you know quite a small warband. So I absolutely need to, to get on those as well. And it'll be just, I think it'll be a bit like painting Cadians because of that kind of scale and that kind of uh, yeah. feel about them. So yeah, got those in the queue as well. So plenty, plenty to do. I think we should um, give Jay a little bit of a shout out because I did notice earlier on he did send us um, what he'd been up to in the hobby this week. And I think it's very, I'm just loading it up now, I think it's very elf flavoured. Yeah, well, he's been working. He's been working on the Adeptus Rotas and the Luminous as well. So I know he's been doing some Celestians for his Sisters of Battle uh, and some Stone Guard and the Twins for the uh, for the Luminous. So, yeah, I think he's had quite a productive hobby week too. He has. He most certainly has. Um, though, looking forward um, to seeing his, um, his sisters. Although I think events that we're going to talk about has made him maybe get some green paints out of the drawer in preparation as well. <laughs> Yes, perhaps that is the case. So uh, I think for, without further ado, we'll take a pause there and we're going to come back with our next segment. That is the news and we'll be right back. 
So what do we have in this week's news, Matt? So, well, we've got a, a pre-order, really, and it's a big one. It is the Orc Beast Snagger Army Set, weighing in at £125, which I don't think is a, a, a terrible price for it. Um, you get 20 Beast Snagger Boys. These are the new big, I guess they're like, what are they called? Brute in AOS terms. Yeah, yeah. Bigger, bigger, chunkier, tougher uh snake bite flavored orcs uh, they look really really cool and i guess for 20 of them you could probably put them together as one big squad or two squads of 10 as well just thinking for like force organization purposes you get three squig hog boys these are like the squig cavalry they look really really nice a knob on smasher squig which isn't something i thought i'd be saying but you know there you go <laughs> and zod grog wart snagger who is the uh the the kind of the, the guy who, who sees grots as equal and is rising them up and uh, has super grots, which <laughs> is super exciting to me. So, yeah, very snake bites, beast snagger themed box. I mean, all those models, we don't know the prices yet, but I reckon savings wise, if you get multiple boxes, it's probably going to work out cheaper to buy the individual kits when they come out. I imagine you probably are getting the codex for free, essentially. And there's a limited edition codex in there with a Beast Snagger cover, and you get the data cards as well. So, these, and I think these... the data the data cards come in a, a, a bit of a different sleeve as well. I think. Yeah, I think it's it's a kind of again matches the theming of the codex, doesn't it? So mm. these these boxes are really really good if you're starting an army. I think. <sighs> The only way you could potentially save money if you buy multiples is if you stick that army book on eBay, maybe. But I imagine anybody wanting to get the book a couple of months early is probably going to buy into that box. Yeah. I've got a feeling this is going to be a super popular one, though. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think obviously, Dominion hasn't yet sold out, but I don't think there's going to be as many of these orc boxes floating around. I think everybody's feeling the kind of orc kind of yeah. flavor at the moment as well so i think you might get a lot of new orc players this week i mean the, the sisters box sold out that morning didn't it and i think new york will be the same luminous i think came out at a funny time because i think by the time it eventually materialized ninth edition had been announced hadn't it so it's yeah a bad time for the luminous one I, I don't think it was just that as well i think um the luminous had been hyped for so long um that it was not an anti-climax, but Old a news, lot of that hype. Had, yeah, a lot of the hype had gone, and we knew that the giants were coming as well. Um, so yeah, it, it was just bad times for them. I guess, but from a, I from think they more than made up for it now. From a market point of view, hype is part of you know it's, it's why they send guys like us copies of stuff so people get yeah. excited and start talking about it. And if yeah. you're cynical, you're like, okay, well it's just kind of hyping up the next big thing and then move on to the next one. But I think that is an important part of the marketing, isn't it? It is, yeah. So yeah, yeah so I mean, I'll be, I'll be, I'll be looking at one of these. Uh, I'll be refreshing the website at ten o'clock because <laughs> I, I want all the stuff <laughs> in here. I've got a big orc army. It's very much Evil Sons flavored it's pretty much entirely mounted in vehicles which is really cool i'd like that i can now do an orc even if it's just a detachment and i'm sure it'll grow into a full army but with this a detachment of all the kind of more savage uh, snake bite themed stuff in that cool weathered white color scheme on the box art and you know what's really cool as well obviously you've got all your vehicles from evil sons but you still you can still have a mounted army mat. You just have a lot of orcs on squigs, exactly. and you just stick your guys on foot um, in in a in a battle wagon or obviously something else that we're going to talk about later on in the show. 
so you know you could still have your all mounted force yeah so no so i i think this would be a good box and i don't think 125 quid's a, a, a bad price for it. i think that's a, that's a pretty good price um so yeah we we learned a little bit about three new aos starter sets that are on the horizon as well so uh, we kind of knew this was coming didn't we it was no massive surprise but we know a bit more details about the content which again in our aos dominion review i kind of speculated on the contents and i think we were pretty much spot on to be fair so the smallest one is called the warrior box (laughs) this contains a knight arcanum five vindicators and then for the cruel boys a killer boss and stab grot whatever he's called and 10 gut rippers it comes with a rules pamphlet which i think is going to be like the the core ideas of getting started into the game yeah uh, and the we don't know the price of these yet but the 40k equivalent is 32 pound 50 which to be fair for five indicators and 10 gut rippers i think is a good price anyway mm. yeah if is. if you've got dominion and you want to add an extra battle line to your stormcast and you want to add an extra squad of gut rippers to your army there's, there's definitely worse things you could put your money on isn't there absolutely yeah it's, it's tempted me because I, I might need, but well, I definitely need another unit of gut rippers, 110 percent, um, and another unit of five vindictors is, um, yeah, quite tempting as well. The only, the only thing that might put me off that is I really like the alternative weapons in the multi-part kit for the gut rippers, so that could be the one thing well. we can get in that, and the command squad actually. Yeah, I forgot about that. But if, say, if a box of gut rippers is priced at 30 pounds, for example, for 10. You've got to think to yourself for two pound fifty. Yeah, I'm not getting the command. You could always convert them, but you're getting five vindictors as well. Yeah. So I think yeah. I think that'll be a popular box. Now the next level up is the forty k equivalent, sixty five pounds. So it's a bit of a jump. It's the Harbinger edition, as well as the contents we've already talked about. It also includes three Praetors, a Lord Imperitant and his loyal Griffhound, ten Hobgrots, and the Swamp Caller Shaman. Now, for the Cruel Boy side, I don't think that one's too much more because if if Hobgrot's a battle line, that might change things a little bit. But at the minute, I've seen a lot of Hobgrot's on uh, on eBay and, and on selling sites and stuff. I think people are really liking the um, the um, gut rippers, aren't they, over the Hobgrot's? Yeah, yeah, yeah. For the Stormcast, the Praetors are good in the sense that if you've got six of them, you can actually build them with six different heads, I believe. The, uh, the sprue that you get has got quite a few options on it. So you will have six different looking Praetors. So that's cool. Um, and the Lord Imperitant's really cool as well. So for the Stormcast, pretty good. For the for the, um, the Cruel Boys, it depends if you want the Hobgrots, doesn't it? Yeah. And then there's a third level, the Extremist box. And that contains all that stuff, plus the new, um, the new uh, Dawnbringer Crusade terrain which is really, really nice. We've seen that in the core rule book, and I think they had a glimpse of it on Warcom a while ago, but I really like that terrain with a big uh, statue and the kind of walls under construction. You also get a card playing surface. So we used these when um, 40K came out last year, and they're quite nice surfaces to play on, aren't they? They are, yeah, they're really nice. Now, what's worth mentioning, though, is that I believe, I might not be right here, but I believe the, the, the card surface that you'll get in here is half the size of the smallest AOS playing surface. Because uh, with 40K, they then released an add-on pack, which came with more scenery and the other board to make you a full playing surface. Because, again, these are starter sets, which kind of introducing you into the game. Uh, it also comes with the full 
core rules as well. So I think this will be the full core rule book, maybe without the law. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, in a softback version, I guess. It doesn't actually say on the article. So the, the 40k equivalent of this is £105. So, I mean, obviously, uh, Dominion is a, is a lot better value, but you're not getting the dice, you're not getting the playing surface, you're not getting the terrain. So if you're new to the game, arguably, you might want to go down the extremist route. Personally, yeah. uh, for the price, I'd go with Dominion and get more models. What, what are your thoughts? I... um. I think if you brand the the fact that you get terrain and a playing surface, I think is a really really big draw. If you if you've never played, if if you're new into the hobby, um, I think that starter set is is really great value. If you're not so fussed on having terrain, then yeah, Dominion is a no brainer. But I, I actually quite like that starter box. I think that's a great way. I, I think Games Workshop have really learned these past couple of years on how to get people into the hobby, and I, I think it's great value. You've got a lot of you've got a lot of options. You've, you've got from you know thirty two pound fifty. If you've never played the game before, you get the basic kind of core. I say core rules. I think I think it is more like a here's how you can start getting into AOS is the is the basic one. But considering you've got the gut rippers and, and the 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 kill boss and like Arcan and the five indictors, even as a painting project, that's a nice uh wallet friendly price at 32 pound 50 for all those models isn't it but Absolutely. then like you say yeah. you go up to the, the the 105 pound one and you've got all that terrain as well and the the full core rules now it's and that you know some people aren't bothered about the about the law and stuff so it is like you know me personally i mean i bought the the limited edition book mm-hmm. because i like pretty books on my shelf mm-hmm. if you're not bothered about the law then you know do you really need to spend that 30 40 quid on a on the full hardback rule book when you can get just the rules to play the game in a, in a easier it, format it's a lot handier as well if you're a, if you're a, a tournament regular to have just the core rules rather than all the lore as well yeah i mean arguably for that though there's also the general's handbook that has the yeah, core rules in it as well so i guess that again the games which have given you lots and lots of different ways of getting into the game it's not just buy this one box you've got different routes depending on what you're interested in and i fully approve of that now mm. i really hope that this uh dawnbringer crusade scenery is available separately like i say for 40k it was and it came with some tiles as well so i'll be getting that because i'm a bit of a terrain nerd aren't i uh, They've got they they will they they surely have got to release that terrain separately. They might just leave it a few weeks, let people buy this starter box, uh, and then release it separate. But yeah, definitely, definitely see these separate. So something else that we see whenever a new set a new kind of edition comes out is new ways to get into painting, and they've done a really nice split. I don't know if you've seen these new paint sets yet. I have, yeah, yeah, I have, yeah, yeah. So the Age of Sigmar paint set comes with thirteen paints. These are Full bottles of paint, put a little asterisk on there. The uh, Agrax Earthshade and the Sterling Mud are in standard size pots, so you don't get the double size pot. Yeah. But, um, I mean, the colour selection in there is really good. I cannot fault that at all. I mean, if the price is good, I'm tempted to pick up one myself just because they're all paints that I use regularly anyway. <laughs> uh, you get a paintbrush, you get a file, you get some snippers in there. Uh, it, to me, it seems a really good set. You don't get a model in there, which I think they used to put in. But I think, arguably, if you picked up one of those boxes, you've got plenty of models to paint anyway. This gives you all the colours you need to paint everything in that box, which is really yeah. good. Going one step further, though, they've also got two boxes which essentially split the contents of that paint set, but throw in some models as well. So the Stormcast one's got all the colours you'd need to paint um, Hammers of Sigma, plus two uh, new 
Vindictors, which look like they're similar to the store exclusive one that they've been given away. And again, we said last week, if you've got multiple Dominion sets or maybe you've got a Dominion set and you pick up one of these, the cheaper starter boxes, by having an extra guy with a spear, it means you can build the banner bearer off that frame. And then you've got options on, on whether you use them as one squad or two squads because you've got just spear arm guys to replace your command, which is really good. Uh, gut Rippers again comes with three Gut Rippers in all the colours. I really like these paint sets, David. I don't know about you. Yeah, I think that I think they're really great value. I think I remember it might have been the last edition, the edition before I actually picked one up uh, myself. Like you say, you, even us that have got like you know, I'm sitting next to piles of paints. You know, they're they're, they're really good to restock. Um, yeah. They're a really good selection of paints. And in the past, sometimes you've had some colours you're like, well, I wouldn't really use that. This is all colours that I, I use regularly. And it includes new Uruk flesh as well, which is interesting. Yeah. So, yeah, so really, really cool. So loads of stuff coming. That's presumably in the next couple of weeks. We also got a little bit of news about the Grey Knights as well. We know that there's a battle box on the way. We know that there's a thousand suns and Grey Knights codex coming out at the same time. Well, they showed off one of the new models. I imagine, I don't know about you, but I imagine this is the only new model we'll get for the Grey Knights. Yeah, I'm not expecting anything else. Uh, obviously, but, but, but I think we're getting a new model for the, the Thousand Suns, but this is all we're getting for the Grey Knights. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think it's going to be these kind of boxes. I think it's just going to be Codex bringing them up to date and some new models. But what a model, Castellan Crow, pre-imagined. I don't think he's Primaris. I think he's just, you know, he's a bit, a bit of a chunkier model much more dynamic pose has an option of a helmet or or without it looks so cool i really like this model i really like the gray knights um that again another army that i i played a little bit with quite a few years ago it might have been before even before we um started playing games together matt um <laughs> this guy almost seemed to be a gray knight on me which shows how good he is <laughs> um but luckily jay looks like he's gonna potentially pick up that mantle so that might um, prevent me from getting a, a great knight army, which is which is good for me. Um, yeah. But yeah, really nice. But I really like his sword. Um, such a nice sword. We're seeing a lot of like these flaming swords, aren't we? Like Gulliman and Bellacor. Um, Bellacor. Um, a has got a cool sword. So yeah, it's um, it's a it's a really nice model. Yeah. Now one thing on the Warcom articles, we see a picture of the force, and it wouldn't surprise me if that's the Grey Knight half of the battle box. Because I think we said back when they announced it, we imagined that the Grey Knight side, we're not going to have many models if we're more an elite force facing, I'm guessing, a load of Zangors, a Zangor character, and then maybe a squad of Rubik Marines and this new sorcerer guy. But we assume that's coming. Yeah. Um, so in this image, we've got five Grey Knights, and I think you can build about three different options out of that sprue. The new character and then a Dread Knight. So it wouldn't surprise me if that's the Grey Knight content, because that's probably about 80 quid's worth of models. Mm. In, you know, there's, yeah, there's only six there's six models there, five, seven, six or seven models there. So, you know, number of models-wise, it's less, but it's more. I think it'll be more an elite force versus hordes of um, cannon fodder, won't it? Yeah, and although the, your numbers... I mean, the Dreadnought's a pretty chunky model, isn't he? So he'll make up for that. So, yeah, we don't know when that's on pre-order, though. Uh, soon, TM. <laughs> and that wraps up all of this week's news. Some pretty tasty stuff in there, but not half as tasty as what we're about to talk about. That is the Octarius preview, and that is coming up next. Next. 
it only feels like five minutes ago when we had the Dominion Day Warhammer preview, and we've had another one this last weekend. This one, however, is focused on Warhammer 40,000, and specifically the Octarius system in the galaxy. Matt, do you want to start us off on what we saw during this preview? Yeah, well, first of all, should we talk about the Octaria system? Yeah. So so I think we may have talked about it on the podcast last week, but I forget because, you know, the warp's fluid and everything flows into Mm -hmm. each other. But essentially, a Inquisitor, I believe it was an Inquisitor, had a brilliant idea of... There's a massive high fleet heading towards the uh, the galaxy. That seems like a really bad thing to happen. Why don't we burn off all the planets, kill off all the life and divert the Tyranids into a sector that's filled with orcs? They will fight each other and keep themselves entertained for ages. <laughs> What, now, what thought, could possibly go wrong? What could possibly go wrong? And there is a bit of a flaw in that plan, isn't there? Tyrannies mm. devour biomass and use that material to create new genetic creatures. So if they're fighting particularly tough orcs, that could inadvertently create new uh, tyrannid bioforms with all the aggressive characteristics of those orcs. Orcs work very similar they they basically keep fighting until they die. If they beat bigger and tougher stuff, they get bigger and tougher. So to quote Alien versus Predator, whoever wins, we lose. Yeah. So I think the Imperium suddenly realised that mm, maybe this isn't a great idea and have sent in the guard to go and sort it out because there's no, no problem you can't solve by sending in, you know, hundreds of thousands of cannon fodder armed with flashlights to sort it out. Um, So, yeah, so it looks like for the next part of the year, 40K is very much focused on the Octaria system. And this in itself is a really cool concept. It's similar to what we've seen with AOS, a focus on the realm of beasts, getting a a region in space, a conflict, and have all the releases kind of themed around that. I quite like that. I don't know about you. I like that. So the big ticket, item really in this Octarius release is a new edition of Kill Team so uh, we were lucky enough to unbox the uh, Pariah Nexus Kill Team set and one of our kind of comments was the the lack of a, of, of a, rule, a new rule book in there but it seems the reason for that is Kill Team's getting a brand new edition completely reworked from the ground up so it's it's no longer based on Warhammer 40,000. It is its own new game with its own stat blocks, even down to the the I go, you go that we've had in majority of, of Games Workshop games has moved to a I, you know, you, you'll move a unit, then I'll reactionary move a unit and then jumping back and forth with individual models moving and reacting to each other. I guess similar to what we've seen in Infinity. I know if Jay was on the show, he'd be currently saying, uh, Oh, that sounds that sounds a bit like Infinity. Mm-hmm. And I think mm-hmm. that's probably what they're going to go for, because you know what? At that scale, we've only got 10 models on each side. Every model's activation matters, doesn't it? So if one person got to go with all their stuff, they've got a really big advantage, haven't they? Yeah, and, and uh, it doesn't going to be a very fun game if you only start with 10 models and you lose three models before you've even had a chance to do anything. Yeah, so you, you might... For your activation, you might actually want to get into a better position and get into cover than react to what your opponent does and a lot of back and forth. And obviously, we haven't seen the rules yet, but from from what we saw on this uh, this show, that seems quite exciting to me. Now, Warcom have shared this is up for pre-order in August, which is normally Warcom speak for pre-order last week of August out in October. <laughs> you never know. Um, but the box, 
over the box, Dave. I mean, <laughs> I guess they started off with it with a teaser trailer, didn't they? The, 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 the night yeah. before where we saw only the death core of Krieg taking on some more commandos. <laughs> now, you, you, regular true. listeners will know I love the death core, but um, they're a bit of a niche army being entirely forge world resin. I've got, I think I've probably got about one and a half thousand points. I'd have a lot more if it didn't cost me like 50 quid for a squad of guys. Mm. <laughs> um, but the really nice models and people have been crying out for, for plastic death core of Krieg because I know you're a fan of the Cadians, but I know some people think they're a little bit tired now. I think the upgrade sprue has helped them quite a lot, hasn't it, in, in modern, modernising them a little has. bit. It but has. we haven't had any, like, other guard regiments other than the Cadians and the Catachans, have we, for a long, long time. Yeah. And, yeah, it looks like they've they've used Kill Team as a, a nice way of releasing these models. And they are super customizable models as well. One of the key things in this new edition of Kill Team seems to be that each, I guess, each member of your squad is your own mini mini hero. It, it, I think we were saying while it was on, it reminds me more of Necromunda, where all your guys matter and have their own stories and characters. When the previous edition of Kill Team, and I'm sure you'll agree with me, Dave, it was just a it was kind of like a diluted a diluted edition of 40k where it was still a squad there was nothing special about your different guys in your squad was there yeah i only had a couple of games of kill team and when ninth edition came out and you had the different size games of 40k and you had combat patrol you kind of thought what was the point of kill team Um it just felt like yeah it wasn't unique enough Um it didn't really feel like the skirmish game it wanted to be um so yeah as soon as ninth edition came out and you had these like smaller game sizes and stuff that you could play it, it was kind of evident that something needed to evolve the kill team yeah and and if they've gone if you've not seen the rules but if they've gone down this route where it is more like necromunda and there's different abilities and actions you can take they kind of imply that you know space marines can make more actions because they're space marines they're you know they're better at doing stuff but and it means like this this death core krieg squad you can build it for 40k and they have said that it's got all the standard weapon options but when you're playing games of kill team you'll go to town with using all the bits and convert them up so you've got your your com specialist and your crack sniper and it kind of reminds me of like the gaunt's ghost set where you can put some real character in each of your models yeah and i really hope we see something like this for each race where Yes, it is a, a unit in in um, 40k proper, but there's enough parts on the spruce that you can go to town and have each guy unique for using in Kill Team. Yeah, that'd be really cool. So, yeah, they're really cool. I mean, the, the, the Death Core Krieg aren't alone, though, because they're facing off against some new Orc Commandos. And again, these guys are amazing, too. They're so nice. I mean, my, I think my pick is 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 the Orc Knob. Um but that commando grot is a is a close second. They're, but they're all really really nice models. And like you say, the same as the death corps, you've got different uh, war gear that you can give them to kind of make them customizable to give them those roles within kill team. Um, and they look they look quite. I, I don't know if they are quite a bit bigger than your your orcs currently, but they do they do seem to feel a bit bigger. Yeah, I think I think they said again you can build this as a standard commando squad for your games. But you can make it so every model looks different and they have their own character and you create your own story for them. And But I think that makes both of these boxes really good. I've got a Death Core army, but I think 
with the first set of these I get, I am going to make those individual characters and give them more names. Or I mean, the Death Dog Krieg. So they've probably got numbers and barcodes <laughs> rather than names. But uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I, I think it, it'd be a shame to build them just as a stock guard regiment when you can really go to town. And I hope, I think... Obviously, they, they mentioned that there's going to be a supplemental book with the rules for other factions. And I think that'll be a great excuse for kind of really customizing and converting and making each of your guys unique. So if only for a playing age, so you can look down the battlefield and you know which guy that you're talking about rather yeah. than Space Marine number three. Yeah, 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 absolutely. So it looks really, really cool. Uh, I mean, that's only half of the stuff in the box. You get an entire orc shanty town in scenery as well. I mean, a lot of you know fans of Warhammer have been crying out for more scenery that isn't imperial, uh, and you've absolutely got the got it. You've absolutely got that with this box. Yeah, I mean, I think we were only talking about on the podcast or the painting stream like just a week or two ago how it would be so nice to have different different scenery that isn't necessarily imperial and. This reminds me of the cardboard Gorkamorka stuff, obviously as a modular plastic kit. Yeah, and again, yeah. they've said that everything in this box is going to be available separately as well. So again, while the the, the the kill team plane surface is the equivalent of the small plane surface for, for 40k, obviously if you're playing a 2000 point game, you might want a couple of sets of these. So thankfully that is all available separately. You never know. We might see some other orky scenery bits mixed in with that as well. I tell you what I I really like about this, and and I'd like to think they they have thought about this when they've been putting this box together. Box together. You look at that image of the the full contents of um, the Octarius box, and that is a really busy battlefield, which I think is going to make games of Kill Team like Necromunda. You like you need to have a lot of terrain cover for hiding behind for you know movement shenanigans. Um. So yeah, there's there's a lot to sort of hide behind and stuff in this box. Yeah, they, they were mentioning that a multi-level kind of is important as well. So again, like with Necromon Griffiths, if you're taking turns at activating individual models, you're going to want to jump from cover to cover, aren't you? Yeah. So, yeah, I, I, I'm I, really looking forward to it. I, I mean, painting up all the scenery is going to be awesome, but I can't wait till we see. I think Warcom are slowly going to be showing some of the raw mechanics as we go along. Mm-hmm. Uh, one thing that we do know is that there's no there's no tape measures. There's no ranges in inches everything is based on uh, plastic templates similar to uh, marvel crisis protocol uses a similar system where they're fixed fixed distance markers and and, and arcs and templates uh, which you see in a lot, a lot of uh, kind of skirmish games now it does make it a bit more pick up and play yeah it does yeah so if you've got no interest in 40k you might still you know be able to have a blast with this box yeah, now arguably, as an intro into 40k, this isn't it anymore because it's a different game. And I think that's a good thing because, like you said earlier, th- there's now mechanics to play a small point game of 40k with squads. This is a skirmish game where each model in your army, for want of a better word, is an individual unit of their own doing their own things. And I imagine, if even if not in the core box, I'm sure there'll be some kind of like experience and levelling up system and way to get upgrades whether that's in the expansion or in the core rules i don't know i imagine that'll be a thing though yeah so it's got me really excited for kill team because when kill team was originally announced i thought this would be a great way to kind of 
dabble in a few different armies that I've got no intention of building big forces up for. But then when I actually played the game, I was just it just didn't grab me. Um, not in the same way that, say, Warhammer Underworlds has or um, Necromunda has. So if this, you know, has that sort of brand new kind of you are playing a completely different game kind of feeling, I might get that feeling of like, oh, you know what? I might pick up some, uh, I don't know, some Eldar to use just for Kill Team or something like that um, to, to paint. I mean, this box, I mean, I'll, I'll have to get this box, even though I don't want to get a full Orc army. Those commandos are just too nice not to get. Would you would you build them for kill team? I think I think both these. Are, I've got I've got both armies, haven't I? But I think I have to build build both of these for kill team just because that those sprues have got so many options by looking at. Yeah, them. I think I one hundred percent I would build the orc commandos for kill team. The death corps I would be a little tempted to build as a normal squad to maybe use as veterans in Acadian army. But I think the more I think about it, the more I probably actually would just build them for kill team. Yeah, I mean, arguably, if you're clever, you could build them in such a way that they'd work in 40k as well. Yeah. So if you have, you know, one special weapon, you have your medic, you have your comms guy, you have your sergeant. It depends. It depends on the rules, doesn't it? It does. If it's anything like Necromander, you probably are going to want to have more guys with special weapons than you'd be able to have in a 40k army, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, you know, the kits were available separately. So I guess it's not the end of the world if you built, built, picked up another box to use as your squads. And then you've got lots of special weapon options to swap into your different squads then, haven't you? Yeah, have, yeah. So, yeah, it's, I, again, I think this is going to be a super popular one. They did say that the box is limited, but they've produced similar numbers to um, Dominion. We, and Dominion's still available now, so it's not going to be around forever, but I think everybody who wants a copy is going to have a chance, and I imagine they'll use the queuing system that they used a couple of weeks ago as well. I think yeah. that cut out a lot of the scalpers and a lot of the nonsense that goes on. So, yeah, I, I, I'm i really excited for this. I can't wait to see it. <laughs> um, but that's not the end of all the Octar... But that's not the end of all the Octarius stuff they showed off on the stream. Now, we know Warzone Charidon has come to an end. Uh, Typhus, spoilers, has corrupted Metallica and it is destined to die horrifically. Oh, Bellacorn has spirited away the home planet of a house raven. And uh, yeah, things aren't looking great for the Imperium. Meanwhile, the, the, the Tyranids and the Orcs are at each other's throats. And the uh, the Imperium have come in to try and sort it out with the, the loyal guardsmen. And we see this play out in Warzone Octarius Book One, Rising Tide, which is very much from what we've seen about this three way conflict between the Astra Militarum, the Orcs and the Tyranids. Don't know about you, but that sounds ace to me. It sounds really good. And you know what gets me really excited is that we might see a new Tyranid book and potentially some models in the very near future, because I've got a bit of a soft spot for the Tyranids. I've got some in a, in a shelf just behind me, just shy of 2,000 points. It's been just shy of 2,000 points for a while. Need a reason to get those back on the battlefield. Yeah, well, these these supplements have been a very good nod to what books are coming out. Obviously, we had Drakari, uh, Death Guard, and Admech, and Sisters of Battle in the Warzone Charadon conflict, and we've had codexes for all of those. We know an Orc codex is coming, We've got new Cadian kits, new Deathcore Creed kits. So surely an Astra Militarum box come in. And then Tyranids haven't had any love for quite a long time. 
they really need some plastic kits. Could we see a big Tyranid wave at the end of the year? I'm guessing maybe as part of book two of this uh, duology. Yeah. With again yeah. with some new kits. So that's really really exciting. Other than that, we don't know much details about it. But um, yeah, I I enjoyed Caradon. You uh, you reviewed the first one, didn't you, Dave? Yeah, I did, and I I really enjoyed it. I think the only thing that we picked up on really was the codex supplement part of the books because most of them were from books that we've only just had released so already after such a short amount of time you've you've still you've you've already got to buy this extra book take jay is a great example so he's not that long ago picked up the adeptus sororitas um codex the new codex He's going to want to pick up the latest Warzone book, um, the uh, Caradron book, because it's got his um, Our Martyred Lady uh, yeah. Codex supplement in there with all these additional extra content. So he's already going to have two books. Yeah, and that was that was really my one mark against it in our review as well. I don't like this having to buy. And these are more expensive than Codexes. They're £35 each. So over the two books, I mean, the... The um, Adeptus Mechanicus, really, if you want all those rules, that's £70 worth of books on top of your codex, isn't it? It is. It is, which which, which is such a shame. Um, but on the flip side of that, you, you do have some really cool content in these books. So they are worth picking up. Um, it's just if, you, if you're a tournament player, it's just going to be that little bit frustrating. Yeah. I, I, I'd kind of rather it be all the narrative fun stuff and not have... The, those rules in there yeah if that makes sense yeah uh, because the narrative is really good it just tarnishes a little bit by feeling it's a extra price tag on top of your current book but we digress i'm i'm excited for the 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 story here and seeing how this all unfolds and my orcs will be absolutely up for punching both your tyranids and your cadians <laughs> I think the Tyranids would be more um, more up for that than the Cadians would, but they'll they'll still <laughs> they'll still fight back. Yeah, but speaking of orcs, we know that there's a new orc codex coming in the near future. I, I, I may be going mad, but did they say October? It makes sense for it to be October, doesn't it? It does. That it may does. not be that may not be correct, and it's actually a little bit earlier than that. But uh, yeah, they they revealed the rest of the orc releases for 40k and. Oh boy, there was some cool stuff in this stream, wasn't there? There is some pretty out there stuff, Matt. Some very, very orky stuff. And so we saw the kill rig, which is basically a giant squig thing pulling a battleship, for want of a better word, behind <laughs> it. Um, now, they said in the stream it's as big as a, as, as a Bane blade. They might have been exaggerating a little bit, because I think that's on like a night base. It's going to be a big model, but I don't think it's quite Bane blade size. I might be wrong. If, it's, if it is as big as a Bane blade, Bane blade, then that's a big old kit. But uh, it, it, it looks so good. And it comes, it, there's a variant you can build as well, which is more like a, a transport you were alluding to earlier, which is sort of a big gun on the back of it. And uh, basically orcs clamber on top of it and this big squig pulls them into battle. Um, I kind of like the variant with the psyker on the top of it. That's my that's my favourite of the two variants. But that's not to take anything away from the, the hunter rig which is also an incredible model. But yeah, I think that Psyker at the back just really makes that model. Yeah, and again, it's a, especially if you're going for a Beast Snaggeram, it's a bit more savage, isn't it, and wild. Uh, so yeah, so that was really cool. 
<laughs> the Beast Boss is uh, is one that you were fond of, Dave, isn't it? I want to buy this model. I it, it honestly, the, this model is incredible. I absolutely love it. I mean, he's got a targeting squig on his shoulder. Yeah, there's nothing I don't like about this model. I mean, if 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 you're a particularly tough orc, you punch somebody in the face with a skull. <laughs> and and if, if you for variety, he's also got a big like orc cleaver in his other hand. Yeah, you know you can you can do some chopping, you can do some punching, you can do some snapping because as well as a big like fist, it's also a power claw as well. Because why not? <laughs> All the while your squig shooting away from your soldier, he looks so cool, doesn't he? I, uh, I, I, I've like with Gazgul, like with Gazgul, I think if you can leave the arms off to make it easier to get into the detail on this one. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, and there's a lot of cybernetics in the in the orcs. So I was saying way back before this wave, I was like, oh, I hope we get cyborgs. I love cyborgs. We've not had cyborgs since about 1993, and we've got all the cyborgs in this release, haven't we? Yeah, we do. I mean, that guy's got a, a, a mechanical arm. <laughs> it's so cool. There's the, the great white squig that we've heard of, which is a, a, a kind of a new beast snagger warlord who's riding a white squig with pistons and mechanical legs. And it's very weird. He kind of looks like the Terminator in orc form riding a squig. I know that's a very weird description, but that's that's what I'm getting from him. I love this guy so much. He's, uh, uh, yeah. I mean that that he looks so mean. I mean, orcs look mean anyway, but he looks particularly mean. I love that mechanical arm that he's got. Um, the squig definitely has a bit of a shark flavour to him. He does, yeah, he does. And I love the weird colour scheme they've done it in as well, like albino squig. Yeah. Um, but again, because obviously all the stuff that we've we've got is um, very very snake bites, very beast snaggers there's also a variant you can build as well which looks a bit more traditional orky doesn't he with a big sword and a pistol and a less uh sharky looking squig that he's on we've got to give a shout out to the fact that these squiggers are called squigosaurs yeah exactly yeah it's, it's it's crazy uh we mentioned orc scenery earlier as well there's a new a massive a scenery piece coming out for them, which is the head of a gargant. <laughs> now, I remember when I was watching the stream and somebody said, oh, Forge World need to do the rest of the gargant then if we've got the head. Yeah. And I, I love the idea that this is a yeah discarded gargant head that's been turned into a bit of a command post. And it's got all like loud hailers and stuff on the top of it. So you imagine your, uh, your orc war boss clambering to the top of this and shouting out orders to his boys while pouring down gunfire and anything that comes near you know, the only thing I will say is what what kind of war boss would you be if you were stood on this thing shouting orders and not at the front of your rock army? Well, you, you start cases. off you start off on there so you can get a better view and shout out to your lads better, and then you leap off the top and charge into combat. <laughs> That's true. It, it's a really cool scenery piece. And um, even even as just a scenery piece, when we mentioned kill team, that could easily, if there's multi-level stuff and climbing and stuff, that could easily be a nice focal point on your kill team table. I could imagine this being in the centre of your orc town. Absolutely. So, yeah, I I, I, I don't think it's going to be cheap. I think we're talking similar ballpark to the uh, the Sisters of Battle one, which was a big, like, temple thing, wasn't it? 
Yeah. Um, but yeah, it looks so, so good. Um, Org Boys have also got a bit of a refresh. Now, we saw these a couple of weeks ago on the uh, Gaunt's Ghost Box. They they appeared on the back of the box, didn't they? Yeah. And um, yeah, they're, they're not a massive revision. A lot of the elements are the same. I think they've just been modernised, haven't they? They have. I really like the sculpts on these guys. Um, they're really cool. I, I think, yeah, they, they aren't that much different than the original boys, but they, they definitely no, look new. Um, they're probably going to be a lot easier to put together as well. I yeah, think there's I mean, more character in these guys. Yeah, I mean, you say they're not much different. Put, put them side to side with a classic orc, and uh, you, you'll see how dated the old ones are. I mean, yeah. that orc boy sprue has already been recut once. They, um, the original kit from way back when, they recut it and added a few more weapon options, but they didn't like redo it because it's, it is traditionally rare that Games Workshop will redo one of those core kits because arguably most people playing have already got a load of Orc Boys, haven't they? Do you know, but, out of everything we saw in, in, in just touching on that, everything we saw in this preview, this was the thing I really didn't expect. And the reason for that is when I saw that they, obviously they announced the Beast Snagger Boys, which are like your, your basic boys who Beast Snaggers, I was like, ah, that means we're not going to get new Orc Boys yet. You know, maybe that'll be in the next wave of Orc stuff. So this this is, out of everything that we've seen, this kind of took me by surprise more than anything else. Yeah, and you know what? We've seen quite a bit of this from Games Workshop in the last 12 months, redoing some old kits that are dated. Necron Warriors, for example, mm-hmm. got a new kit. The Skeletons and Zombies have got new kits. The Cadians have got an updated kit. I think they may be using this opportunity to take those ranges with some dated models and just give them a bit of a refresh. Because new people coming into the hobby, if you looked at, I don't know, Scutari compared to Orc Boys, the Scutari are a lot newer and you're going to gravitate towards them. I think there does come a point where the kits are so old, you need new ones. For, For AOS... Beastmen, I guess, are a good example, and Lizardmen, uh, Saurus Warriors, I think they're they're contenders for a fresh kit that's not massively different, just brought up to date with the modern sculpting standards. Yeah, it, it, it will put some people off armies if that they've got all these cool. You say Lizardmen, um, Seraphon, they're a, they're a brilliant example. Look at all their cool dinosaurs and stuff that they've got. But then you think, oh, but then I've got to build those really old Saurus Warriors, and I just can't be bothered with that. Uh, yeah. I wish I could just take all the new shiny stuff, you know, your Lord Croaking things. So I think you're spot on there. Yeah, I mean, to the point where I would have a Seraphon army if they had new Saurus Warriors. I I picked up one of the old stock collecting boxes, tried to build and paint some of those uh, Cold One Knights, and I couldn't do it. I, I sold them in the end. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it was the same with the Necrons. I, I said, as soon as we get new Necron Warriors, I'll start a Necron army. But I did not like those old Necron Warriors. So the fact that you've now got two like core choices you can build your army around the beast naggers or you can build it around the classic boys but you've got new models for both of them that's really cool isn't it yeah it's really really cool speaking of old models that are updated uh we've finally got plastic death copters as well <sighs> these these almost single-handed me i i like all the new squig stuff don't get me wrong they're really really cool like the great white squig and stuff this is really exciting. So I, I have some of the original Death Copters that were re-released that came in. Is it Black Reach? They Black were Reach, yeah. Um, and I always wondered, I, it was always so frustrating, like, why did they not get release them as a separate kit? Uh, not only are they, are they back, but this is like a, a full multi-part kit, isn't it, with options 
Yeah, but but they're still similar stylings to those old ones, yeah. so they can mix in pretty well. My favourite one is the one with the propeller blades with rockets on it, because, you know, <laughs> the propeller's clearly not spinning fast enough, so you get some rockets on the go. <laughs> yeah, these look really cool. And again, I, I probably won't pick these up, as I won't, probably won't pick up the boys, because I'm going to focus on the beast snagger side. But oh. like you just said, it's so good that they've added some classic boy elements, because obviously we've just had, I say just a couple of years ago, big wave of the evil sun stuff so that means pretty much whatever flavor of orc that you want there's modern kits for you now matt i need you to buy some of these death captors otherwise i'll have to <laughs> yeah i um I, I don't know i i just think riding a squig is infinitely cooler than riding a helicopter but you know squigs or helicopters next week's top three squigs or helicopters exactly so yeah so i mean what are your thoughts on the York release? Oh, we've, we've talked a lot about them. I'm very excited. I think a I'm, lot of people are going to start new York armies. Yeah, I'm really excited for them. I'm, I, I do really, really like the Beast Snagger stuff, but the fact that they've revisited some of those older kits from the, the, the just what you would call like the standard Orc army, I think is, is, is so, so good. And we've started to see kind of rules previews for these now. I know on Warcom today, they were talking about how um, calling a war now works, um, where it now goes over two turns, which is yeah. really cool. Um, and also, it, depending on who your war boss is, you've got a slightly different. T- you know, if you've gone to it for a speed war, so maybe if you're if you're using your evil sons mat, um, you could have um, a, a war boss on the trike, and he gets his own special kind of war that suits the evil sons and, and the speed freaks. Uh, yeah. Or you've got your, like, your traditional war boss on foot sort of thing. So I think that's really exciting. Um, but what, you know, all these models aside, I just think that the new Codex is probably going to have one of the best Crusade content um, we've seen in 40k. Yeah. And these new models only add to that. I'm really looking forward to seeing what's in the Crusade stuff. If there's nods to like Gork and Mork, like, you know, go into the mech for having a broken arm and coming back with a wheel for a leg people <laughs> people will do those conversions i'll yeah, do those conversions i'll buy a new model to do that conversion <laughs> if that's if that's a thing in the book because that was one of the funniest things about gork and walker and if that manages to live on in the new codex then they've they've, they've won basically games workshop <laughs> yeah, absolutely custom custom vehicles being able to do them as part of the crusade yeah but hopefully in a few weeks we'll know some of the details of that but uh it's certainly an exciting time and then yeah they but they ended the uh the show with a there's just one more thing and a little teaser uh kind of nodding towards black templars we didn't really have much details other than it looked like a emperor's champion didn't it it did yeah in the, in the video now black templars are one of the more different space marine chapters aren't they mm-hmm. they uh back back in the day they had like mixed 20-man squads didn't they with with tactical marines and scouts and lots of robes and a different kind of organization to them um and i think again if they can come up with a new a new unit again with new models all kind of around that crusading night kind of vibe i think that'd be really really cool so do you think because one of their well, their unique unit, aside from obviously their mixed tactical squads, was the Sword Brethren. Could you see them getting the Primaris treatment and getting a a unit like an upgrade for them? 
my, 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 my brain tells me this is going to be a Black Templar Codex and an Empress Champion model. My heart tells me loads of new models. I just, with all the focus on the Orcs and we imagine Tyranids on the horizon, we know Deathcore Krieg are probably not just going to have that core squad. So that's presumably a big wave for the Astra Militarum. With all that stuff on the horizon imminently, I just can't see a massive Black Templars release. No, which is a shame because if you wanted to go completely, but you saw Brethren, I'm pretty sure, a fine cast, I think. Um, obviously, your mixed squad's now going to be using old scouts and old tactical marines. But like you say, there's just so much on the radar at the moment. It would be a bit of a uh, a surprise if they got, you know, more than one kit. Now, you know, never say never. They They, they, they might bring out a load of stuff for them and that'd be really cool it's uh it's hard to tell at the minute isn't it the release schedule has been fairly non-stop so who knows it'd be cool yeah. <laughs> i think jay might start another army if black Temple's <laughs> a big uh, supported wave if if they did a primaris hellbreak i think that would i think that's a, a one of the best space Marine character models and um, but obviously small now compared to all the primaris characters running around so uh, if they primarized him that'd be pretty epic yeah i mean even if it was a couple of blisters and a new box for like you say it's all brethren that'd be cool we don't know much at the minute i imagine by the time we see the next uh, preview we might get some more now jay was saying could we see dawn come back i don't know i don't know yeah i don't think, I don't so. think that'd be with the black templars but you know we could be wrong we could be wrong let us know what you think uh, over on social media, on our Twitter and our Facebook. And um, do you think Dawn's coming back? That'd be a pretty, pretty epic <laughs> way of getting another Primarch uh, with all these Demon Primarchs kicking around. Uh, so, yeah, a, a very, very good preview. Um, I don't think there's any point in us asking each other what our favourite picks were, Matt, because we do have our top three coming up next. So we've had two massive previews, lots of new models shown. How on earth do we get this down to just picking three of them for our top three this week? With great difficulty. It was it was super hard this one, Dave. It, it was super hard. I kind of, I'm looking at my top three and I'm thinking, do I want to go with that? I'm not sure. There might be a couple of honourable mentions towards the end of this one because <laughs> it was it was so, so difficult. But Matt, do you want to start us off with your third choice? Well, so my third choice is my only AOS entry on this list. And that's not because the AOS stuff wasn't good, just because it was there's so much competition in there. But I've had to go with Lord Commander Bastion Carthalos of the Hammers of Sigmar, the big man himself, second only to Sigmar himself. What an incredible model this is. Yeah, he's absolutely superb. Love everything about him. His base. If I had to pick one element that I really love, it's that hammer. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, we said last week. I thought this was Sigma when we, when we first saw it. <laughs> I was like, oh my god, we got Sigma, and it's not. It's 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 the Lord Commander of the entire Stormhost, though. That's pretty cool. This guy outranks the Celestin Prime. He does. He does. Um, do you think we'd ever see Lord Commanders for the other Stormhosts? Maybe you know you never know. There might be a, a, a generic Lord Commander profile in there. Yeah, that'd be cool. That'd be really really cool. And then you um, can paint that kit that kit in other colours there, maybe to represent them. But he gets extra special rules. Maybe yeah. who knows? 
Yeah. Well, actually, Matt, um, we'll quickly go on to mine because mine was exactly the same. It was the Lord <laughs> Commander. Um, this guy was close to being my second choice, but he was my third choice. He's just uh, an incredibly imposing sculpt. Um, he will definitely be painted in such sort of vindicated colours. Um, yeah, I, I love him. And I, I know this is controversial, but I'll be building mine with the helmeted head rather than the the, the actual human head, I think. Uh, see, I, I, I like the exposed head in this one. I think it looks really cool. But, I mean, e- either of them are cool options, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, they are. Uh, we're going to read out Jay's because he has submitted his before the show began. He has gone for, for his third choice, the New Walk Boys. That's an interesting one. Yeah. Because yeah. I personally, I'd put the Beastmaga Boys above the New Walk Boys. The old boys are nice in that they're updating the, that old, old kit, but... If I was building an orc army, and let's face it, I'm building an orc army over the next few months, my core would be those beast snaggers. Yeah, I, I do. I do really like the new orc boys. Um, I think that they're, 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 you know, they've got that same kind of look as the the classic ones, but they're they're, they're updated and yeah, they're they're really nice and looks like you get lots of options on the sprue as well for like yeah, uh, rockets and stuff. So um, yeah, good a good kit. Uh, Matt, what's your second choice? My favourite 40k army of all time that I've painted, I think, has got to be the the, the loyal men of Krieg. These guys have have they've not done well over the years in my battles. They've always been a bit of the uh, the red-headed stepchild of the 40k <laughs> uh, Astra Militar army, haven't they? They're absolutely gorgeous models, but they've Rules-wise, they've never really had any support. Obviously, we've, we've had, got the new ones now in the uh, the Imperial Armor Compendium. But I know a lot of people were uh, upset that a lot of the unique Krieg stuff had been moved out of that. I don't think any of us thought that we'd get plastic Kriegsmen. No. no. Because that also implies that uh, Death Corps Krieg as a, um, as, as, as a regiment in the new Astra Militarum book as well, which is really exciting. Yeah, I, it would be such a shame if they started and stopped with the plastic death core with just these guys. Surely we're going to get some characters and we're going to get some other some other tasty stuff. Oh, a character, a character would be ace. Plastic death riders would be ace. Dare I say a plastic mortar? Because I love me some mortars. Yeah. Um, and 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 you know then you've got you've got your um you kind of um vietnam style jungle fighters in the in the catechins you've got your i guess the closest analog to real warfare with chimeras full of cadians but then you've got your classic trench warfare gas masks mortars flying overhead in your death core krieg it gives you a few different options for how you build your army and um they they look brilliant those those kits are arguably better than the resin ones because for the resin ones because obviously a, a guard army needs a lot of models there are i believe 30 different krieg models uh for the infantry there's a there's a squad firing a squad at ease and a squad running and i've got one of each because i was like eh, that gives me enough to make an army but it cost a lot of money to get another three to max out a fourth organization chart now with a multi-part plastic kit i can pad out those detachments if i want more bodies in them now which is really really good uh i, I can pick up a kit give all the soldiers different special weapons and then be able to swap out the weapons in my current squads as well 
yeah, I think for yeah. for people who've got an existing Forgewood army, where you know, let's face it, that I've got a, I think two squads have got a flamer and grenade launcher, and other ones got there's there's a melter in there, there's a plasma gun in there, but you're quite limited by what was available in the Forgeworld kits by giving you all these options on the sprues, especially such a customizable spruce since it's designed for kill team lets me fill out any role i want in the death core which is really cool yeah absolutely great choice my second choice is actually keeping it stormcast so we're not the same as you this time around and that is the vigilors for the stormcast eternals these are like your rangers and they're armed with bows but they're also armed with swords they've got really cool capes ah honestly i i'm very tempted to build an army around these get the new lord uh adjudicator model have these as core uh, awesome yeah that, they'd be I, so I, good in the new edition as well with um with uh unleash hell. unleash hell yeah i yeah uh, i really love the each every sculpt that i've seen of these guys is fantastic um i mean i love the new thunderstrike armor anyway and like the new helmets and stuff but yeah these these models are incredible and i cannot wait to pick up a box of these yeah they're august as well august is gonna be an expensive month isn't it it's gonna be a mental month <laughs> and jay has continued to surprise me um with his top three this week because his second choice is picked out the new orc terrain so presumably this is a terrain out of kill team the shanty town oh it must be actually yes you're right for some reason my brain was thinking the big tower but no, you're right. I think it will be the um, the terrain from the box. That makes a lot more sense now. Because as cool as that tower is, that's cooler stuff than that. But yeah, the amount of scenery you get in that Kill Team box and, and how it looks, you know, it looks very different to all the Imperial stuff that we've currently got. It looks very orky. Yeah, it's, it's nice to have some varied battlefields, isn't it? So you're not fighting over the same environment. So yeah, there's lots of third-party stuff, but it, sometimes it is nice just using the game workshops so if it all kind of fits together, doesn't it? And the closest we've had to anything non-imperial is is the town scenery. But the problem with the town scenery is that's not really like what I would call kind of board scatter scenery. It's more um, part of your army, would, isn't it? Yeah, part of your army rather than than just scenery that you're fighting over. Although you, some parts you could probably use as that. But um, yeah, the New York scenery is so so cool. We are round to our top choices, Matt. So out of everything we saw over these two previews, which model or set of models stood out the most for you? Well, I'm cheating a little bit, but I'm going to have to say the new Kill Team box as a product. New addition to Kill Team, again, I, I like he was a little bit disappointed with the Kill Team. You know, it was, it was fun, but I think it, it, ninth edition, like you said, made it a little bit redundant because you could easily play a small points level game of 40k. So I'm really excited they've updated it. And especially as Necromunda, Gorkamorka, they're some of my favourite games. And they're very much on that small squad, uh, that small kind of low model count, individual models doing cool stuff. If Kill Team captures that, I think it's going to be really, really popular now and that's not even getting started on all the cool stuff in that box you know i mentioned the krieg there in the box those new walk commandos there in the box all that scenery that jay's just mentioned i i think that could potentially be a real uh standout release if if the game is up to scratch which i've got high hopes for yeah yeah uh, absolutely it's a really good box i'll definitely be picking it up i think even if you're not a fan of 40k it could 
you know, obviously we we don't we've heard obviously what the mechanics are kind of going to be like, but it's already very promising, and I'm, I'm looking forward to getting my hands on the the core book and seeing how different it is from 40k. It certainly sounds like it's going to be very different, and that's what we've been crying out for. So yeah, really looking forward to trying that. My top choice should um, I don't think it should come as any surprise because I've been waxing lyrical about him for the past half an hour. Uh, my top choice is the beast boss for the orcs. Um, even if I don't cave and get an orc army, I'm probably going to have to buy this model, I think. Yeah, just paint him up. You could use him in your AOS army. You could use him as a, as a what's he called, a mega, a mega boss? A mega right? boss. Yeah, yeah, I, I could. Um, he is just something else. He's, he's, he's amazing. Um, uh, there's not part of him that I don't like. Uh, his weapons are cool. The targeting switch is really cool. He looks mean as an orc should. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, if if I had um, a Crusader orc army, he would definitely be leading it, I think. Amazing. Excellent. What do we have as Jay's top choice? Jay's top choice is he's he's got free for free for the orcs. So, you know, he, he could be collecting those orcs, you know. Um, and he's gone for the great white squig. So it was more more bag isn't it more zag more zag uh and his great white squig um you really like this model matt yeah i i i mean the do i i prefer the the great white squig version with the cyborg on top very much fits that uh snake bites vibe uh even the squig himself looks a bit vicious with his kind of like pipes and stuff coming out of him yeah i think that's a really nice model and again I think you can very easily go for a squig heavy army with this yeah. this stuff that we've seen. Yeah, yeah. It was very difficult. I'll be honest. The death copters nearly snuck in there. I, I was really, uh, I was really happy with the the release of death copters. Was there anything that nearly made your? Oh, the, I forget what they're called, but the uh, the stormcast with the double handed swords. I love those models so much. Oh, the vanquishers. Yeah. Yeah, they were they were very very nice. Um, so much cool stuff. I almost I felt sorry for the cruel boys that they didn't make it into the top three because the new um, swamp boss on his um, on his uh, what they called sludge rakers um, mm. is an incredible model as well. But sadly, he didn't make my top three. But um, maybe my top ten. <laughs> that brings us to the end of our choices for this week's top three. We do have one final segment left. It's time to delve into the community top. And we'll be right back. It is time for the final segment of this week's podcast. And you guys have not let us down with your top threes this week. There's been some excellent shout outs. So let's go through some of them. Over on Facebook, Dan Topping, his third choice was the new fresh kill team rules, deserving of that fast pace, pace brutality of that trailer. It was a fantastic trailer. And what got me really excited is. And um, the studio that did that trailer are working on Warhammer Plus animation content. Yeah. Could you imagine a Death Corpse animation, Matt, in the future? It'd be so cool, wouldn't it? <laughs> his second choice is the Kill Rig, and his top choice is specifically the Commando with the beanie. <laughs> it's, that's an amazing model, isn't it? It, it looks <laughs> it, it, it looks like the cover of like comic books you'd read as a kid. Yeah. Uh, David Anderson, his third choice is the Lord Commander Bastion Kathalos, a.k.a. Salamander's Chapter Master Kit Bash Fodder. How hard <laughs> can it be to have a backpack? His second choice is new battle tunes for Age of Sigma 3. Let's see some Path to Glory rules in line with Crusade. 
100%. I'm really looking forward to seeing those. And his top choice is the Black Templars. Finally, finally, in capitals, getting some hopefully fleshed out competitive rules for 9th edition 40k. I just, I just, I, I really, I know that the, the schedule's so busy, but I really do hope they get more than just one kit, but we'll yeah, see. Uh, James says the Oruk War Clan more Crusher Slogoff was great. Scumdrek on his giant croc slash sloth monster and the new kill team box looks great. But they'll all have to wait until I finish my Chaos Demon Army. Ooh, nice. uh, and finally on Facebook, Mark Dewhurst, his third choice is the kill rig. Did I hear right? It's the size of a Bane Blade. You did hear right. Apparently it is the size of a Bane Blade. His second choice is the Scumdrek on his Gator Beast thing. And his top choice is the Death Corps. Love the fact we're getting a new plastic regimen, especially coming over from Forge World. Shame there's no shovels. Uh, and I did actually reply to him because they did. Adam did say on the um, on the stream that there was there was three shovels on that. At sprue. least at least um, three shovels on the sprue. At least three shovels on the sprue. So that's really cool. Uh, what do we have on Twitter, Matt? So just this guy, you know, says cruel boys riding giant monsters. I mean, that's amazing. Beast mm-hmm. Snaggers riding giant squigs, even better. And Commandos making a giant mess. Oh, those <laughs> Commandos are so good. They're yeah. so, so good. Uh, uh, it's it, uh, it's on about, you know, building them for Kill Team, building them for 40k. I'm not going to be able to help myself but build them for Kill Team because you want every one of those guys looking like an absolute hero, aren't you? You are, absolutely. And I think, to be honest, whereas the Death Corps... I think you might have to make some hard decisions on how you want to build them. I'm kind of hoping that when the well, we, we do get our hands on the orc books, actually the commandos might be a little bit more flexible with the war gear than a traditional. Yeah. We'll have to wait and see. Jem uh, says the kill team is still being shown some love. Plastic orc copters, it's only been 25 years. And plastic <laughs> freak. Uh, Pete says... Lord Commander Bastion Cathalos, he has beard armour. What's not to like? <laughs> the Great White Squig, Mini and Paint Jubber Stunning, the Rider and the Mount have matching tattoos, <laughs> which is amazing. And the new Orc scenery out of Kill Team works in so many settings. Gorkamorka, I was thinking the same. We've been we've been thinking about doing a, 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 a Gorkamorka campaign, maybe using some of the newer models and... I think this might be the right time to do it, Dave, if I'm yeah, honest. Uh, Honourable mention, Bomb Squig. We haven't mentioned the Bomb Squig. Bomb Squig for life. Uh, George Lowe says the Grapple Grot. Yeah, he's so cool with his like hoodie zipped up and his night vision goggles. Yeah. He's absolutely like covert grot. I love him so much. Um, the announcement of the next Warzone book. I feel some big bugs crawling our way. I hope so. I really hope so. And the whole box for Kill Team, it looks spectacular and hard to resist. Anonymous Rex says rocket-powered Death Copter, Plastic Krieg and the Swamp Boss on Scumdrake, and then Heretic Wargaming. Kill Team is my favourite GW game. Kill Team Orcs, they've got so much character for a starter box set of miniatures and new steroid squigs. I like (laughs) squigs, but I want to give them more protein. Oh, awesome. Very, very cool. Some excellent suggestions. There was so much cool stuff across both of the previews. I think we have got a little bit of a break now. I don't think they gave it much of a hint when the next one was going to be, unless I missed that, Matt. Uh, they haven't announced another preview. No. Now, now, they... so, so these kind of things tend to go over the next three months. 
I yeah. imagine we'll see a preview by well, maybe in a month or two, maybe covering what's coming out over Black Friday, which is traditionally a big specialist games release. You know, if some kind of Horus Heresy box had leaked mm-hmm. all over the internet, if I was a betting <laughs> man, I'd say that's probably the big November release this year. I but, think, you know, what do I, I know? You're right. I think you're right. Um, what is next week's top three? Next week's top three? We want to know your top three war zones for um, for 40k or realm supplements that you'd like to see so uh, i guess keeping up the theme of these different war zones exploring different parts of the galaxy and the conflicts are happening what three books would you like to see representing both 40k and aos excellent you can get your choices in early via our social media over on twitter or facebook <laughs> or alternatively you uh, can wait until we put the post up usually on the sunday or monday before we record to um to to get your entries entered and we'll uh, we'll get those read out on next week's show it's been another jam-packed episode uh yeah, matt a, i i want to build some orcs dave <laughs> i've got some mega knobs in the box down here god i need uh, skaven matt skaven i've got to got to carry on the skaven. skaven focus on the skaven um, we'll be back again next week. Uh, hopefully, we'll be a full team again next week. Um, if the if the, uh, if the in real life gods uh, are willing, so uh, yeah, we'll be back again next week. Have a great week of Harpy, and we'll speak to you all again very soon. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Spruce and Bruce podcast. For more content, remember to check out spruceandbruce.com. And if you'd like to get in touch with us, send us a tweet at Spruce and Brews or head over to facebook.com forward slash Spruce and Brews.